Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board? Brad, it looks like in the infinite Epcot changing they're doing, uh, they've just now redone the Epcot parking signs, which I've never parked at Epcot, so I'm not really familiar with the old ones, but they've replaced them with Earth and Space theme parking lot signs. By Earth and Space, you mean Earth and Space character parking yes. lot signs. Yes, I buried the lead there. They are characters. Which, I mean, in a parking lot, that's... You got to have something to be able to identify your, you know, where you parked. So that's a little bit more forgivable in my. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so like the old, the old parking lots were like a maze. Uh, what was, what was B? Oh, a maze. I thought you were saying a maze, like a space M-A-Z-E. Yeah, no, it, it was, <laughs> it was a maze trying to, uh, but it was like imagine wonder, you know, like all words that were supposed to have something to do with with Feelings, Epcot, yeah, right, yeah. And now, I mean, imagination. I I will also agree with you that I'm not. I I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of trying to make myself more angry yeah, about this. this is than less I am because than I'm just characters to attractions or you know needlessly to things. I mean, a parking lot needs easily identifiable areas that you parked your car, and it's much easier to remember you parked in the Wally lot than you know if you parked in the blue lot or whatever. Then then you then you parked in the Wonder lot or yeah or Journey lot. You know, because Journey that has that has nothing to do with Epcot anymore. <laughs> and and okay, so so I will say that is one thing. Though I, God, at the same time, as you're saying this, I'm like, no, it does probably make more sense. There is a part of me that's like, why isn't there at least a Figment lot? You know, because you've got characters. Okay, here's what here's what we need. We need a figment lot, a whatever the name of the uh, of your pre-show flight attendant and Soren lot is. I think his name's just Patrick. Well, think, it was yeah, it actually I think he in says the. I'm Patrick. Okay. Oh, that's right. He does. I was I was actually. I'm like I know who it is, but I don't know what his name is. So you know, a Patrick lot. Uh, Crush can can have a lot, right? Sure. Because he's he's a character. Moana but is like, too. Moana now, and the Journey what? of Water is Moana. Go, yeah, yeah. So I guess, and then Hey Hey, I I suppose we'll be doing something in the journey. Yeah, Wally and water. Eve are really the only characters that don't have a presence in Epcot at this. Point. Yeah, but I I mean as I as I say, you know, I I would love. As I as I say that I would love to see a figment lot, I I also have to realize that what Moana and Hey Hey are much more recognizable than Figment is definitely to your average person. That would be I'm in that that purple dragon lot or something like that. I'm for in those the popcorn people. bucket lot. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, I guess it's it it's fine. 
I'm not. I'm honestly not yeah. really upset about it. The new signs mm-hmm. do look really nice. I, I think, I'll I give think them it's that. interesting. I, I, it's funny that Rocket and Gamora are the two Guardians characters that got chosen. Like, super yeah, weird. What is why? Why Gamora? I mean, I I'm not hating on Gamora, but yeah, but she why Gamora? Like the, the B team of the Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. Of the major players, well, because well, because like now she's. Well, wait, maybe. Well, no, not spoilers. Guardians 2 came out a while back, right? Because didn't she disappear in Guardians yeah, maybe, 2? Maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen that since in the theater. But yeah, if you're going to. I guess Peter is. If a you're going to. Like, oh, I guess you could be in the Star Lord lot. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to say is it would definitely be Star Lord. But I think Star Lord and Rocket, or even Groot and Rocket, oh, Groot would have been way better. Yeah, would be because they're already a pair. Would probably be a better fit as far as like yeah, recognizing. Well, yeah, Wally and Eve, Groot and Rocket, Moana and Hey Hey, and then yeah, I mean Crush and Dory aren't necessarily a pair. Nemo and Dory would have been better, but yeah, I mean Rocket and Groot are like already a team. Yeah, but I mean Crush actually has a yes. what presence in Epcot, so maybe that's why. So, um, over in Hollywood Studios, there's a new restaurant that's opening that is a, oh, what's it called? Woody's Roundup Barbecue, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Roundup yeah. Rodeo so Barbecue. It is, we just, it's going to be family style barbecue. And so you, you've probably, if you're, you know, listening to this, you've probably eaten at Woody's uh, Lunchbox before, which is really good food. I mean, everything I've ever had there has been very good. Um, they don't have just a regular old Disney hamburger and stuff. They have actual good food there. Um, and so they're... Hey, 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 hey. No no, no shade no, no. on the regular no, no, no. Disney but it, hamburger. That's the thing you can get at Cosmic Rays and at ABC Commissary and at, you know, Restaurant Restaurantosaurus. There's, there's at least one yes. quick service place in every park that you can get that hamburger. And so to open a place that is, um, to or to have a place in DHS that's not selling just that is notable, I think. Um, and the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is a family-style barbecue restaurant that is themed very well. Uh, and the food actually looks unique and, um, you know, barbecue's tough. You can't tell if brisket's good by looking at it. You can't tell if ribs are good by looking at them, but... As far as theming and selection goes, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, you can't tell because also these are all the only the only thing that we've seen thus far are right, shots promotional for, images. you know, like right, right. This is this is food art at this point. Now, March 23rd is when it will open, which means that I I mean, I feel like I've got to try to get a reservation at this place. Right? Like sure. got to try to eat there. Uh, on our, on our upcoming trip, but at that point we'll have real images, or maybe you know, like a week before that, they'll start yeah, doing we'll previews or soft opening or something like that. Yeah, but like you said, I'm very intrigued by them opening another family style restaurant because you've got what you've got Ohana, you've got. Um, Liberty Hoop Tree Tavern is a family style hoopty do sh- restaurant yeah. and a show, but right. And but family it, but style it's family barbecue. style barbecues. Yeah, usually at a at a place like this would be in a 
higher end, like upsold. Well, that that does lead the, to the question of how much are they going to charge? Uh, well, you know what? And I was about to say like Chef Mickey's, but honestly, Chef Mickey's isn't family style. It was just family style yeah, during it's a the buffet. pandemic. So, yeah, and it and it will be returning to such now. I think it, I think I it think probably so. already has I think returned it, to it such. Changed uh, at the yeah. beginning of the year. Yeah, I got it. I got in like at the very end of of them doing it that way. Uh, yeah. So I was looking at it. I mean, it's pretty standard. What ribs, brisket, sausage, chicken, and then yeah, steak fries, um, baked beans, biscuits. They've got a ton of uh, sides. You know, the regular old sides. They've got lots of drinks, lots of cocktails. I mean, it really seems like a full service kind of restaurant. Like I, I, I am excited to hear how the food actually is. Because I've heard the barbecue at the American Adventure in Epcot is really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's Florida good or if it's, you know, Texas good. But um, good, good. I've heard that people tend to uh, tend to review the barbecue in American Adventure favorably, I'll say. So maybe the barbecue will be okay. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this because I one thing DHS needs is table service. You know, you got Mama Melrose and Brown Derby. And, and 50s, 50s prime, prime time, time. And Hollywood and Vine. I, I always forget about those. But you you don't have very many table service options there. Sci-fi dining. You're right. You're right. But still, it just it just feels it just feels but, limited. But why? Well, so they added what they added. Um, you know, they are added Black Spire and did not add a. A table mm-hmm. service with that, and they added Toy Story Land with that and, table service, right? And didn't have a table service with that. So yeah, it felt like they were due for another table service. the The cocktails actually sound pretty good. Between that that Snake Eye Margarita with watermelon mm-hmm. and smoke, I am a sucker for a smoke. You know, cocktail. a little bit of infusion there, right? And then I I'm a sucker for a mule. So having a rodeo mule, yeah, I'm I'm all about that. Like a Moscow mule, that's 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 ginger beer. I'm I'm very intrigued to try this. I will say though that when I was looking, so I was looking at the desserts for it, right? And it said Billy's chocolate silk pie. And I'm like, Who's racking Billy? my brain? Going, who is Billy? I do not remember a Billy. And then I and then I look and I'm like, Goat's apple pie. Yeah. What? Gruff. Who gruff peach chair? Oh dang it, Billy ah. Goats! Ah, they got you. Yep, yep. So I fell for it. Now I do wonder why don't they? Why don't they? Number one, why don't they give the plant-based offerings fun names? Right, like you get you get all these fun names, and then you get to the plant-based slow-smoked cauliflower, oven-roasted bratwurst, because it's in you know quotes and impossible rib chop. Again, in in quotes, you know, but I I also, though, wonder with the meats, I mean, yeah, you pick the ones, but why not? Why not be ham smoked ribs? Or would that be a little bit too? Eat my smoked ribs, he said. Right. They're great. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like they had a. Also, there's a sausage in my boot. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's. That's the name of it, man. There's a sausage in my boot. 
Yeah, that seems like some a cute joke without really thinking too hard about. Yeah, but anyway, the moral of the story is March twenty third roundup. Uh, and so, looking at they they also released what back in December, and I don't think we actually discussed it though. They they released a couple of promotional images for what mm-hmm. the inside would look like. And I remember when I saw these, I thought, did they just go take pictures of uh, the queue for uh, what mm-hmm. Midway Mania and say, oh, yeah, these are these are what it's going to look like inside. I but don't know, man. Still, I looks, guess that's that's what it's going to look like inside. I. Oh, no, I don't have an I don't have an issue with it. I'm just saying, like. If you've seen the queue to Midway yeah. Mania, you've seen what the inside of Roundup Rodeo of, Barbecue of is. Of all the specialty theming of of any lands, I would say any lands within the last 10 years, I think Toy Story Land, uh, and I include Midway Mania in this, even though it's much older than that, but I think that they are the best at theming. And the queue for Midway, the queue for Slinky Dog, this uh, Rodeo Roundup Barbecue have the absolute best theming and i love it i love how smart it is and how um good and and how like clever it is i think it's just great so you would put toy story land above black spire well no no well i don't know i think for funness for novelty yeah yeah, I don't know if I would put it above Black Spire Outpost because, look, I, I have said many negative things about, uh, uh, God, I can't even remember the name of it, uh, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I've said many negative things about that. I, I don't care for that attraction very much, but man... I could, it is worth the 30 minutes, you know, to wait in the queue to look at the Falcon and to look at the, you know, the stuff that's in the queue and all that. Like that land is so well themed that you all but kind of just disappear or or everything just kind of disappears into the theming and it feels real. And Toy Story Land does not feel real at all because, you know, obviously it's toys and you're meant to be, you know, shrunk down. But I just, I think between Black Spire Outpost and Toy Story Land, which one makes me feel better? I think Toy Story Land makes me feel happier and makes me want to keep coming back. Uh, Black Spire Outpost is definitely more immersive, but if I had to choose between which land, uh, uh, attractions notwithstanding which land I wanted to go to, I think I would choose Toy Story Land because it just makes me feel so much better to be there. It makes me happy. Huh. Interesting. I think I think I would probably go with Black Spire Outpost just because, like you said, the immersiveness, especially the sound immersiveness, is something that I've I've really picked up on the last visit or two there. Like the the ambient noise that they're piping in. You know, yes. the, really, the sound really is feeds into that. Yeah. Either that or I don't know. Pandora is also another like super immersive 
place the more that i've thought about it especially like that that waterfall and everything and just being able to give the impression of the floating mountain i don't know i think pandora is i the only the only knock against pandora for me is that mm -hmm. it's not it's like a it's like a six out of ten during the day but it's a 10 out of 10 at night like at nighttime pandora really sings and but i think during the day it's just not I don't know. It's not. There's not that much special about it. The theming is mostly plant based, and at night when all the plants are glowing and the ground is glowing and the water is glowing, like everything is glowing in a very bioluminescent, natural way. That's when Pandora really sings for me. I mean, I'll I'll agree that I think it's much better at night, but I think it's still pretty good during the day because again, there's a lot of a lot of ambient sound that's piped in to try to make you feel like you're somewhere and, else and, and so well done on that bridge i'm sorry to keep interrupting yes. you, but man i noticed when we were there last month the bridge when you're walking from you know uh wherever animal the, when you're walking from animal kingdom to pandora the 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 when you're walking from discovery yes, island the way that it just very gradually fades the music out and fades in the the animal sounds and the bug sounds and stuff yeah it's masterful so i think i think the moral of the story is that disney has knocked it out of the park with all the all of the new lands and like that you prefer toy story is not you know i i have no issue with that whatsoever uh, but yes, Toy Story, the theming is very good. They continued the theming inside. I especially love that, you know, as they share these these images of the interior that they have. So they have one picture of the roof and the uh, some of the barrel of monkeys yeah. are in the picture. Yeah. Right. And as a result, in small text. Down at the the bottom of the image, you know, it says "Barrel of Monkeys" is a trademark of Hasbro and used with permission. Twenty twenty two Hasbro, all rights That's reserved, hilarious. licensed by Hasbro. I didn't see that. Which I I just I love the thought of you know somebody's somebody's taking some some pictures for you know for sharing on social media or whatever, and they're like, "Oop, oop, you guys got a monkey in there, so we're gonna have to make sure we put in the the Hasbro." Disney stuff. marketing's like, "Dang it, you got the monkeys in the picture." You gotta, you gotta keep Hasbro the is out of very the litigious, right? So let me ask you this: so that was, I was saying attractions, notwithstanding, I think Toy Story Land, mm -hmm. given those three: Pandora, Toy Story, and Black Spire. Add the include the attractions. Which one do you pick? And and keep and keep theming in mind, but add in the attractions available. Which one do you pick? I think once you add in the attractions available i would go with black spire outpost because where, whereas you do not care for smugglers run i've had really good luck with smugglers run every time i've gone uh and thus have enjoyed it and like even even when we maybe didn't do well as a team or whatever it was still fun to to go and do it and i just i love rise when it when it works <laughs> i love rise so i think you know based on that since it, since it would already be like a and b for me would be that and pandora i just really toy story's third the yeah yeah i mean like I, again close but huh. 
they they just seem much more i i walk into toy story land and i still feel like i'm in hollywood studios mm. right yeah, whereas I if i walk into pandora i don't i no longer feel like i'm in animal kingdom i feel like i'm on pandora and if i walk into black spire outpost i no longer feel like i'm in hollywood studios I feel like I'm at Black Spire Outpost. Yeah, those are both very immersive. Yeah, for me, it is, and I appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying, and I love Flight of Passage, but I actually, I actually like Navi River Journey more than Flight of Passage. My only knock against Navi River Journey is it's too, too slow, too or sh- too short, too slow too short. and too short. No, yeah, I don't. I was about to say that's. That's my. I did not issue. mean it was too slow. I meant too short. Uh, I wish that that was a ten-minute-long, windy, twisty, turny. You you need more. I I know. I know. You need more of the like, uh, where the drops in there, right? <laughs> well, it's the it, my issue is the same thing between pan uh, between flight of passage and Navi River Journey. It's the same issue I have between Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Remy's is Flight of Passage. You go to a screen, you look at the screen, and then you go to another screen. Flight of Passage is all screen. Navi River Journey is moving through a physical space and seeing things and actually being in this actual physical big space. And that's what I loved about Mickey and Minnie's was that you were actually moving through a physical space. And so I I love Navi River Journey and it's definitely not worth the I I can't believe it still has an hour plus wait. Like I feel like people should have learned by now that it's a really short <laughs> attraction. Uh, but it seems like there's constantly new people. There's there's two things to do in Pandora. Yeah. So if you go to Pandora, you're going to do both of the things and everybody's going to go to do Flight of Passage because, you know, just a screen yeah. or not, that's an e-ticket oh, attraction. Great. And then you're already it there. It is a great so, attraction, but I like Navi River. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know you weren't you weren't dunking on it by by saying that. But, yeah, it's an e-ticket attraction. And thus, the problem is that everybody feels like, oh, this other attraction here must also be an e-ticket yeah. attraction. And it's not like. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not an e-ticket attraction. Yeah, it's just it being in the same in in the same land and being half of the available attractions in that land is unfortunate. Because I think if if uh, Pandora was the same as even like Frontierland or uh, Adventureland in Magic Kingdom. And Navi River Journey could just be a smaller attraction among several bigger attractions. I think it would be great. It's just unfortunate that it's like the only other thing to do in a park that already doesn't have a lot of attractions. I mean, if you look at Animal Kingdom as a whole, it is the largest by area, but it still doesn't have that many things to do where attraction wise anyway you know they have very unique things to do the attraction or what is it um the affection section and the gorilla falls walk around you know thing um are really cool 
but when you when you're looking at thrill rides and attraction type things you know it, it doesn't have as much as you know magic kingdom or another park but i, I think it, well, i think just just give it yeah. time we're gonna we're gonna redo dino land usa and everything's going to be better because i know they're gonna put definitely more attractions that were in there only right? the like, best ones Right. And surely, surely they wouldn't have the same or even less attractions (laughs) as a result of that shift. But yeah, I think, I think Never River Journey just suffers from being less than, I think it, I don't know. I think it, 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 it's just unfortunate for it. Um, But uh, yeah, I think to answer my own question, man, Rise of the Resistance is so good. Like it's hard to say I, that Toy Story Land I would rather be in because and Black Spire is it so is. immersive. It is so good, and Slinky Dog Dash is a really really fun roller coaster. It is a hundred percent. Love it is. Slinky Dog Dash. I waited an hour and a half to ride it, and I didn't regret it. Like I love Slinky Dog Dash, but man, Rise is so good, and Black Spire is very very immersive, and the Streetmosphere in Black Spire is really good. And for what I don't like about Smuggler's Run, the joy I get from sitting out in front of the Falcon and watching Chewie and Ray come out, work on the fountain, work on the Falcon for a little bit, and then just leave. Like they're not working on the Falcon and then coming out and talking to people. They're like coming out to do maintenance and then they just go backstage again. Like that kind of stuff I love. And then the Kylo Ren show is really good. Like all the streetmosphere is really, really good. And I think I would, I think I would rate them Black Spire, Toy Story, Pandora for me, if you take into account the attractions. But man, it is hard to discount rise and just the immersiveness and and stuff of black spire but again i i think it's worth just reiterating that whatever we put one two and three all of these are are so pretty close. close to one another yeah. it's not it's not like we're you know i don't know i feel like we just need to be extra careful because you you just like especially with the whole animal kingdom having so much land and not a lot of attractions you you're you're treading very closely to <laughs> to talking bad about Animal Kingdom and Joe Rody's like coming for people now on Twitter when they say bad things. I don't you know we don't need him coming for us next, man. I love so, Animal Kingdom. We love Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Best. Kilimanjaro Safaris we, rules. Right. Where else are you going to be ten feet from a uh, giraffe? So so you're saying that they need more attractions over in Pandora, right? But. Disney doesn't want to spend money on brand new, brand new attractions, but Dino land is about to undergo a redo. Mm -hmm. Right. And that probably means that Triceratops spin is going to have to go away from there. Right. (laughs) So I'm thinking you just throw some Ekrons on there, turn it into the Ekron spin and chunk it right in the middle of Pandora. Problem solved, man. That's attraction. Number three in either of the avatar movies. Is there ever a quadcopter? Any sort of helicopter or something with four blades on it? I don't know, but the like the military has a lot of helicopters. Dude, I'm just right? saying if you, you could put a spinning thing and theme it to be a a quadcopter or some kind of jet with helicopter things on it, I don't know. But yeah, I've 
you get a you got a spinning Pandora attraction, right? There you go. I I mean, you're welcome, Disney. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> We're just funning. We're just funning around. Pa- Pandora's going to move to sixth if all of a sudden in the middle of it <laughs> there's the that spinning attraction. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what have we what have we done, Jeremy? <laughs> what have we spoken into existence? <laughs> oh man. Um, super quick before we wrap up. Um, Tron. They've announced that Tron Light Cycle Run will not have standby at all, and it will be a virtual queue. Big surprise. We've been saying that the whole time. Um, I don't know that there's anything else to say other than it's official virtual queue for Tron. I do. The only the only thing that I can say is it feels funny to not have a, a standby queue in Magic Kingdom. There's something about it being in Magic Kingdom that feels that just that feels it different. Feels different. It feels more important, and it feels it feels like it's if there's e ticket, if there's an e ticket attraction in Animal Kingdom, if if Flight of Passage is e ticket in Animal Kingdom, every e ticket attraction in Magic Kingdom is is e plus. You know, there's just something about opening an animal in Magic Kingdom that means something different, and it just it feels weird to me that there's not going to be a standby queue. Um, and it also like. The other thing that I will say about that is this is a virtual queue for an attraction that is a known quantity, yes. right? It's a, it's a, I think it's a Vacoma coaster. It's a Vacoma coaster that you've already that done. Exists. Right. So not to beat a dead horse, why? but they've already done this in Shanghai. This thing has been operational yeah. for years in Shanghai. And it's going to be popular. I, I don't know. I feel like you have let like no. We're we're absolutely not surprised. We all knew it was going to be virtual queue, but it doesn't have to be virtual queue. So they've also confirmed that the uh, uh, when I when we read that they were going to have lockers for you to put your stuff in, um, I was saying that I hoped that they were going to do something like Universal does with Velocicoaster and have a double sided locker system. Uh, because trying to funnel people, you know, back through the locker area when other people are trying to go the opposite direction to load is going to be an issue. And they have announced that the lockers are both double-sided and accessed with your magic band. So what you'll do is, as you're waiting in the queue, you'll get to the locker area, you'll find one that's open put your magic band up to it. It will then, you know, register your magic band as the owner of that locker. You'll put all your stuff in there. And then as you're leaving the attraction, you'll come back by the locker. You, I guess you'll have to remember your locker number, but you'll put your magic band up to the other side of the locker. It will open that side. You'll get your stuff out and then you can go. And, and then I guess it just waits for the other side magic band to be registered. Kind of like a, a hotel where you can put your room key or you you type in a code on your hotel safe and that's the code until you check out or whatever. Um, but I, I think that this is excellent. I mean, if they're going to make you use a locker, this is the way to do it. And especially when you have people who have their magic band slash their phone slash their, you know, park key or whatever, like that's the way to do it. They've already got a thing. Everybody's got something that they can use to authenticate. Yeah, somehow somehow you got in, whether 
it's Magic Band, or they've also said that your park ticket will work because you know those are also uh, RFID enabled or whatever. So you will have some method of opening this. Though, um, first of all, I love I love this because I did wonder, you know, how would they handle the, you know, are you going to get a key with the little uh, what wrist strap or whatever that you would put on, which absolutely didn't make sense to me. But for some reason, I was completely oblivious to they have a perfect solution right there with with the magic band. And yeah, exactly. It's it's so simple and that they're using that is brilliant to me. But I want to know, Jeremy, over or under four hours after the attraction opens before somebody opens it with their magic band, takes their magic band off, (laughs) throws it in the locker and then closes it and goes, I can't get in my locker. I put all my stuff in there, you know, or, or they didn't, they're not even wearing a magic band and like they use their phone and they toss their phone in the, you know, it's going to happen. That's why I didn't, that's why I didn't even say like, you know, a day or a week or any, I said four hours because I honestly think within four hours it will happen. Yeah. Because they're, pushing you to use your phone or your apple watch as the way you authenticate to like do not just get into the park but to do fast pass or lightning lane and to do um uh what the ride photos and everything like they have signs on the haunted mansion that tell you make sure your bluetooth is turned on you know so the ride can authenticate or can give you your your ride photos and stuff yeah oh god forbid someone uses their phone because your phone and your apple watch aren't even the same rfid identifier so you would if you use your phone to open it you have to use your phone to open the other side oh geez well assuming assuming that it's not just tied to your like oh maybe maybe or something like that they're probably doing that and and here's a magic a magic band would open it on one side and your phone would open it on the other side or vice versa right and i'm sure there will be some method by which a cast member can override to open it for you and all that stuff if if you're having this concern they have also had this concern yeah they they've already (laughs) they've already thought about it they've got a solution but as i as i was reading this story i was like I know what end users do. It's just it's not it's not if but when somebody is going to do this and it's probably going to happen more. I you know what if if they're not saying it by opening day within I will say over under within a week part of the part of the spiel would be please approach the locker, use your magic band or park ticket however you got in to open it. Put any items, any loose items in the locker. Please do not put your magic band or park ticket in the locker or else you will be unable to open your locker. Please. Yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be part of the spiel. But yeah, I I'm I love this idea and I'm very happy with it. In fact, I would be okay with them adding this to some other like I know they won't. Right. But I would I would not mind having this available to other attractions. Because, like, especially when you start traveling with a child, you you have all your bags and yeah. stuff. The ability to just put those away and then not have to deal with them until after the ride would would be great. Instead of trying to, like, stuff a 
backpack down between my legs or something and make sure that I've got, you know, like the strap wrapped around my leg so I don't forget it uh, or, yeah. you know, lose it partway yeah. through or something. I I would be I would be 100 percent on board with that. Like I said, they won't do it, but I would you know what? I would even love if they would just put that at the entrance to the to the attraction. Yeah. Before you even you know, go through the turnstile. You know what, Disney? There's something. There's something else. You guys love nickel and diming lately. Um, go ahead and add like a, a five dollar a day upcharge, and in front of every attraction, there will be lockers that you will be able to use the, the you know the same technology and everything. If you could tell me that it would be in front of every attraction, I would probably pay that five dollars to have access to a locker. Like that's that's how much of a pain in the rear it is, dude. No, I'll find but, out in a couple months. But hey, the the free one even better. So, uh, good job on that. And why the heck can't you people figure out how to make things work without a virtual <laughs> queue? Let it let it be a five hour wait. That's okay. Like I I feel like that's what they're scared of is oh no the wait will be too long and people will be upset. You know what makes me infinitely more upset? Not getting to ride the attraction. Because I was unable to be lucky enough to get selected for yeah, the virtual. Yeah, because seven oh one was not early enough for me to wake up on my vacation. No, no, seven a.m. and five seconds yeah. was not early enough for you to click the button. Well, that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a nice day.